Hey, this is Triple M's Homegrown. We go right around the country, 52 stations and on the brand new listener app. This is an exciting one for me because I remember first seeing these guys live at a small pub in Melbourne and I just knew straight away they were going to be one of the biggest bands in the country. You throw every hurdle in their way and it hasn't stopped them. We're talking about Sly Withers. Out of WA, one of the best live bands you'll ever see. We love this too. Incredible cover, and they're back. New rock. Brand new album. I love what we're hearing. Jono and Sam, Sly Withers joining me from WA. Lads, welcome uh, to Triple M's Homegrown. It's great to have you back on the show. It feels like it's been an eternity. How are you guys? Thanks for having us, man. Yeah, we're doing good. Super exciting, man. And 10 days till an album. Is this like, uh, apart from when you know that you're rolling up to a show and you know there's a lot of pre-sales, is this one of the most exciting times, you think, to be in a band when, you know, you feel like all the hard work's done, it's just a matter of putting it out? Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of the, like, pinch yourself period and just kind of itching and ready to go and... Yeah, can't wait for the tour to start and can't wait for everyone to hear it. I feel like um, what's it like kind of going from uh, touring, like doing an intense tour and then stopping for you guys? I've been speaking to Musos now, like once we're able to kind of get back on the road, you know, bands will be doing a full tour and then they stop and they're like, man, what the hell do we do with our spare time now? We're all pretty busy in like our personal lives and stuff, to be honest. So it's like, it's good that... um it's good to have those little breaks. I think, I think I can see how some bands would get in a thing where it's like, they feel like the life on the road is the life. But I think for us, we really kind of pursue that balance between yeah. working really hard when we're, when we're in slime mode. And then we like really prioritize having some time to not be in slime mode as well, just because everyone's got stuff going on. Like our drummer, Joel, he runs his own carpentry business and stuff. And like the bass player, Shay, he's his apprentice and stuff like that. So yeah. everyone's got stuff to do, you know? I feel like that's really healthy way of being in a band too, when it's not just band stuff to have that kind of release as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, if we were to be going 100% with this the whole time, we'd just burn out so quickly and um, it's good to sort of keep a bit of variation in life, I think. Yeah, definitely. Now, um, Gardens, I remember, you know, a huge success, no surprise. I want to play you guys a bit of audio that uh, I found of you guys talking about Gardens and what it meant to you. Just, just like kind of late night chats in back gardens talking about whatever, talking about stupid stuff, talking about important stuff, going through those kind of like, yeah, that 18 to 23 year old kind of like passageway in life. And I think it's, that's what gardens is to me, at least. I think it's, it's the product of this period of our lives where, yeah, we had these conversations or we wish we had these conversations. It's, yeah, it's us. For me, it's like dealing with relationships, like with myself, with other people, with family, with friends and how things could have gone better and how things could have gone worse. I really like that, man. Like leading into Overgrown, what, what do these albums mean to you two separately, you know? Overgrown feels like a pretty like logical kind of continuation of what we were talking about on Gardens. It's, it's just like us, I don't know, like journaling our journey through life, you know? Gardens was a lot about that early 20s kind of adjustment to adulthood and I think overgrown for me is kind of yeah getting used to you haven't been a kid for like six years now you've like you've well and truly entered adulthood and now it's more about looking to the future and kind of taking kind of responsibilities and consequences kind of more seriously and yeah just looking ahead a little bit more does it feel like it's happened quickly do you think like being in a band kind of like because you're going from tour to tour weekend to weekend do you feel like 
time moves a bit faster when you're on tour and you're, and you're writing songs as well at this point in your life? Definitely. I think it's been like pretty nonstop really since we started recording Gardens. We haven't really had that much downtime from at least mental downtime from like thinking about it and planning and thinking about what comes next and trying to finish that next batch of songs. Um, you know, the writing process never really stopped either. So we were sort of working on new stuff while we were on tour and finishing off ideas on the road. So we could be ready to follow up with another album as soon as possible. Um, and I think that's why, you know, these two records feel quite connected because it's sort of just a continuation of what we were writing about at the time. And it's sort of just what, what comes next for us. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like um, that might be, you know, normal to you guys to be in, uh, you know, kind of situations where you can ride on the road. But now I feel like it's like incredibly unique speaking to musicians now where a lot of artists are finding it kind of hard to write on the road. What is it about uh, you creatively that, that gives you guys, you know, things to write about coming up with riffs? Is it because, you know, as you know, it can be pretty fast paced when you're on the road. Is it just downtime when you're in the hotels? Is it a sound check? Like, how does it work for you guys? I think it's a lot of the time it's just uh, luck perhaps because it is it is so fast-paced and it is so kind of all-consuming when you're out on the road but then like there was a point end of 2021 where we were in brisbane playing a show and the airbnb we were staying in happened to have a little nylon string acoustic and i picked it up and i started practicing for the show that night i was practicing a song from gardens called breakfast and then i accidentally started writing another song which is the last song now on the record it's called on overgrown it's called last yeah. Um, and like that, that track wouldn't have existed if this Airbnb in Brisbane yeah. in November last year didn't have a guitar, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think it's kind of about, for me at least, it's about picking your spots and kind of riding those creative waves when they do come to you. And kind of, I feel like I've kind of been on the kind of, a kind of journey of getting more used to kind of being able to recognize when those creative waves kind of come along and like understanding the kind of importance of jumping on them, you know, capitalizing when you can, especially when your kind of life and business starts to revolve around, mm. um, Hey, you got any songs, you know, like yeah. got to kind of get them in while you can. Yeah. I think Sam's always been better at doing the writing on the road when that stuff happens. I feel like I'm, you know, I sort of need to be in my own comfortable space to, to get those ideas flowing and, yeah. and work like that. Um, yeah. I think, I think it's just how our processes differ slightly in the initial phases of writing songs but yeah um yeah i think it's 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 so cool that you know sam has that connection now to an airbnb in brisbane and there's you know i'm sure there's another couple spots around the country that yep. can bring up memories like that from like little ideas that then turn into songs that are what we sort of, yeah base our career off of so it's a really cool um really cool idea that we are able to do yeah so so you guys bringing in full songs individually you kind of sending each other voice memos like is is that the process with you guys so it used to be quite um like we would write individually and then bring to the band and the band would do its thing and then we'd sort of workshop from there um that was how we did gardens and the stuff previously with this one um we were a bit more collaborative from the start so we spent the summer um at my house like set up a little demoing studio and cool. worked on the first ideas of the songs together um demoing them in, in my study from there mm. um so yeah this is the first time that that writing process has been collaborative from the very beginning. And I think it um, yeah. led to a lot of different ideas and pushing things in different directions than we would have normally done. Yeah. Guys, I think this is one of the best albums. I'm, I'm lucky enough to our listeners that I've, I've heard it. And I think it's one of the albums of the year. And um, I was saying to Sam off camera before, Jono, that um, I, I love how it's an album of 14 songs. You know, I feel like yeah. <laughs> things are going the other way with music. You know, I think like bands might, uh, and this isn't a bad thing. Maybe it's just a sign of the times where, you know, uh, bands will release a single, 
and maybe not an album for two or three years, but I love that you've given us Gardens and then a short time later you've given us 14 banging songs, you know, because I feel like that art of listening to an album from start to finish is kind of disappearing in a way. But, you know, listening to yours, guys, I literally put it on, had a beer, and I was just like blown away. I mean, it's, I think it's so good to have that whole album experience. Thank you so much, man. That's so, that's so sweet. Yeah. I think um, I'm the same as you. Like I kind of miss bands coming out with big releases regularly. And obviously COVID was a big, you know, upset to what everyone's plans were over the last really like three or four years. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, hopefully that kind of idea comes back. But but we were pretty adamant that we wanted to, you know, it's our job to write songs. Mm. You know, I don't know why we would then skip on how many we're going to release. It just yeah, 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 didn't yeah. feel right. So we like the idea of big releases and following it up as soon as possible, really. I just feel like you guys really deserve it, you know, because I know how hard it is for, you know, so many young bands that were just finding some momentum and then it all stopped with COVID. And then, you know, like you said, you put out gardens and, you know, you've been able to do it to us since then. It must just be such a different kind of, uh, you know, release process coming up to the the date, knowing that, you know, lockdowns aren't really happening anymore. And, you know, you'll, you'll be able to go out and play these shows. It's a little bit less stressful, like not having to wait for the day you fly out to yeah, like yeah. fully, fully know the show is going ahead because there's not going to be a snap lockdown that day. Like on yeah. the gardens tour, I think was Darwin meant to be the first date, Jono? I think it was right. Um, I can't did, like the night, yeah. the, the night before we were meant to fly out and play the first show of the tour. It was like, it was like nine thirty PM Perth time. Yeah. We were getting on like a 7am flight the next day and the Northern territory, put up a lockdown straight away and so it was like we were so close and that kind of just like highlighted how um on a knife edge everything was you know like you really like until until the the opening act started playing and sometimes not even then like until we get on stage there was this sense of like everything could all come crumbling down at any moment and it's kind of it's nice to have a little bit more of that security now i think i'm i'm looking forward to not having to worry about that there's definitely things to worry about but not having to worry about snap lockdowns and stuff is definitely a good thing. I think at the moment. Absolutely, man. To the recording of this album, uh, you did it with, uh, Dave Parkin, who's done stuff with Spacey Jane was the, how different was the recording process to gardens, albeit, uh, no lockdowns and, and things like this. How was the recording for this album? To summarize, I'd say really good. I think, um, cool. we've just like Parker's process, the way that he works with bands, I think it was something that we realized really works for us. Great. Um, you know, having he, he really takes on that fifth member of the band role and helps you, you know, his job is then to deconstruct the songs and help you put them back together in the best way and yeah. think about the broader picture of what's going to make the best album out of the best selection of songs and yeah. the best route to approaching those songs. So it's really a top-down and then bottom-back-up approach to, like, creating an album and, I think previously with gardens and all of the stuff before it had been more on us to really do that nitpicking. And then it was pretty much, we'd work on the whole batch of songs and up until the day before we went into the studio and then day in the, of the studio, you know, that's you recording them as you have them in their most current form. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, whereas yeah. This was more of a, you know, rip them all apart and start again. And um, a lot of the songs, you know, took drastic turns in different directions that, we would have never seen coming and never would have even imagined they could have gone in that direction. Um, yeah, I think it was just a, a really healthy approach to being yeah. in a studio and it's a great way to keep things fresh and not get bogged down because, you know, 
you don't know what's going to change in the next day that you go in and how things are going to end up. You said it, and really, it really pushed us creatively as well. Like it was really like, um, it was awesome to just, yeah, feel that push, feel that kind of yeah. uh, vibe of like striving for greatness or whatever, you know, just really pushing ourselves to deliver the best product we could from all angles was yeah. sick. It's pretty, um, it's great to find, like you said, uh, that, that fifth member, because, you know, it can often be hard to meet someone who's on the same wavelength as you sometimes, but to, you know, meet them in the studio, that must've been quite special, you know? And like you said, you know, trusting in the creative process, that's like, uh, obviously it's like the best outcome, isn't it? Absolutely. Paco is the biggest legend of all the legends. I feel like that man, yep. um, I look up to him musically. I look up to him personally. I look up to his, like his, his whole operation that he has going on, you know, like he's just such a master of like communication and of bringing the best out of people and yep. of getting like people to work together and bring the best out of each other. It was, yeah, it was really, really special to have that time with him. And I, and to be honest with you, I don't even know if it's because we're compatible with him. I feel like it's part, partly just because he's so really yeah. really good i nearly said a bad word he's really <laughs> yeah. good at the job he does you know yeah yeah, he's, yeah. he's brilliant man playing some uh really sweet venues on this tour like the princess theater in brisbane northcote theater in melbourne uh it's gonna be a lot of fun yeah very excited we're um a little nervous i think these the biggest biggest headline shows that we've done to date so you know a, a little nervous but very excited and um yeah i can't wait to get into the princess theater especially i'm yeah. very excited Man, what's what's the Asta like in Perth? I've driven past it a million times, but never actually been in. Uh, obviously, you guys must have seen it. It's beautiful. Out. Yeah, cool. It's like it's like a Wes Anderson film. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like like it's got these like baby blue walls, and then these like red kind of like satin kind of curtains and stuff. It's yeah. it's how and how like ornate architecture and stuff inside. It's crazy. Awesome. It's That's it's cool. wild the way even playing that. It's such a such a spin out. Well, congratulations. It's very well-deserved, guys. Thanks so much for taking the time out to chat. I can't wait to see you in Melbourne. Before you go, I'm just going to play a little bit of a game with you. So, uh, here we go. <laughs> On Triple M's Homegrown with Matteo, it's time for... Uh-oh, it's my party or dinner. Now, I played this with the Chats, the Terrys, uh, Spacey J and a few other bands. So, I've, this game is called Write Party Dinner. Okay, so one of these acts you get to write a song with, the next you get to party with, third act you take home to dinner with the family, all right? So, the three acts you are getting are... We've got Silver Chair, then we got... There is the... We've got Crowded House, and uh, the third act is... Alright, I'll let you guys discuss between yourselves. So one of those acts you've got to write a song with, you've got to party with and take home to dinner. We've got uh, Crowded House, Silver Chair, and Natalie Bruglia. Far out. Um, Jono, I feel like you're surely going to push for writing a song with Silver Chair, right? No. I feel like that's something that you... Oh, really? Hectic. I want to write a song I don't even know you. Right. Oh, wow. I like that. Hectic. I would, well, I think to say party with Silverchair is a bit, a bit on the nose. I would, so <laughs> I would be concerned. I'd probably take Silverchair home for dinner. It would be cool. And then we'd party with Crowded House. I love that. I reckon like Neil that's Finn, sustainable. I, I reckon that's my three. Yeah, I reckon Neil Finn would be very underrated. I reckon it'd be a lot of fun to hang out with. I want to I want to do all three with Neil Finn. That's what I would do. <laughs> I, want to, I want to have dinner with my dad and Neil Finn. That yeah. needs to happen. Yeah, of course I need to write a song with Neil Finn. Why wouldn't I write a song with Neil Finn? Yeah. And I, to be honest with you, I feel like of all the three parties that those three acts would provide me with, 
think the Neil Finn party is the most my thing. <laughs> so just Neil, Neil Finn me, crowded house me all around. Crowded house. All right, there we go. <laughs> Lads, thanks so much for chatting. Uh, enjoy this tour, man. It's so special. This album's incredible. I can't wait for everyone to hear it. And uh, once again, thanks for taking time out. Thanks, thanks for having us, man. Lovely to chat. Yeah.